Hello, everyone, and welcome to Peek Behind the Screen. With me, your temporary dungeon master, Drew McLean. All right. And these are, these are the guys. Hi, guys. I'm Katie, and this time around, I played Nathan. Hey, everyone. I'm Christina, and this time around, I played Fryden. Hey, I'm Jordan Roman, and I was P. You were P? I... I'm sorry. Because I, you are. He is P. I am <laughs> his heart of hearts. <laughs> I live in Put the on toilet. His tombstone. Jordan Roman. <laughs> I am P. <laughs> I am P. <laughs> you may call me by my oh, street boy. name, Urine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're off to a wonderful start. So, we had a fun little Halloween romp today. How do we feel about the town of Nightwatch? Nightwatch, that was it. it was I can fun. definitely I like tell it. you that Nathan is going to keep going back there. <laughs> I like the <laughs> for the night. I like the Easter uh, eggs. You mean safe? Oh, safe Easter eggs. Yeah. Yes. I didn't um, plan for those initially when I was writing everything out, and then like um, in a another episode, we kind of alluded that like safe does business there sometimes. I was like, ooh, there are going to be some perception checks. I'm just going to throw in. Whoever gets, excuse me, whoever gets the highest, that, like, they're going to get a little, like, a glimpse of Safe doing some random shit. It was really that too point. perfect. I love it, that it was in me all both of it, times. All of it sounded just like her. Like, those are all <laughs> things that she would do. She would absolutely take Bloody Mary shots with vampires and, um... What was the other thing she was doing? Gambling? That knife game? I know, she was playing oh, that, yeah. Yeah, that knife game where you stab it between the fingers. It has yes. a name, but I cannot remember it to save my life. Knifey hands. Yep, Knifey that's hands. definitely nice. it. The, the old sea dogs who always get around the barrels like, Hey, you want to play some knifey hands? <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, don't mess with that guy. That's knifey hands Mick. He's... <laughs> He's the greatest knifey hands player uh, this side of the county. I honest to God, I honest to God thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say knifey hands McGee, and that would have been so much better. <laughs> knifey hands McGee felt too on the nose. Like knifey hands Mick sounds very ridiculous, but just plausible enough that like someone might what dumbly do you think, think that that's a good plausible means? That you would applaud it if you saw it. Not, not dog. That guy ain't it at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even a little. Uh. So, Jordan, how do you feel about the canonality of the Friday Night Fun Pals now? Because they are technically still a part of it, and now we are them. Honestly, like, this... Okay, so... Even with, like, Second Chance, they weren't super well-defined. Honestly, none of the NPC teams were that well-defined when I created them. And Second Chance, like, came into themselves during the silvery moon arc so this for me is fun because like i was able to get some insight into what the fun pals were like before i get to use them in the campaign proper so now i have more of an idea of what they're like and so that'll definitely be fun when they come into the canon proper which uh fun fact maybe sooner rather than later yeah, I, I saw that based off of our conversation in the Discord. So, like, question now. Um, are you playing all the Friday Night Fun Pals with our fun accents, or do you expect us to do that along with our regular characters? No, no, no. I'll, I'll... Yeah, Friday's accent is completely different now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take over that 
part as best as I can. Uh, I <laughs> promise not... Like, from what I can tell, yours was some sort of a European accent. Uh, Nyphen was, like, bad stitch, as far as I could tell. <laughs> yeah, ba- basically. <laughs> Which I already do a horrid stitch impression, so I'm already good there. And then, obviously, I was P, so I can handle that one, which I cannot tell you guys how happy I was to finally be able to bust that voice out. I was holding on to that one for a while. Well, so, the way that I was gonna do Nyphen's voice, it was actually a lot deeper pitched, and I just couldn't keep it up, because I'm not... My voice isn't that deep. So it was was originally something like this. So it was Mm. still bad stitch, but it was much deeper pitched. It didn't sound like bad stitch at first. I, I couldn't keep it up. Gotcha. I mean, I'll be honest. I am so bad at accents and voices. Like, I do my best, but I'm pretty much stuck in girl voice. So anything I'm able to bust out literally was me practicing for a week every night Andrew went to, like, work and just trying to, like, try out different <laughs> things and seeing what stuck. And I landed on this weird European-esque thing. So wait, hold on. All those conversations that we had over the past week or so over Discord, you were just, like, doing frightened voices? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that is wow. so much better. That was one thing that I was like worried about, like DMing this campaign. Is like I was like I want the characters to sound different and like separate from each other. Um, and it, I will say, like a couple characters sounded almost exactly the same, and I just had to like tweak them slightly. Like Medusa and Drac are the same voice overall. Medusa just says "darling" a lot and has a higher voice. Don't worry, I don't think we're going to be seeing too, too much of them. So your your characters will be left largely untouched, if that makes you feel any better. Thank you. Speaking of, like, Venusa and Draken, like, uh, um, Wolfman, Kev. God. Um, what do we think of our, um, our, our, our love triangle turned thruple uh, storyline? It is pretty Love that, was, that was honestly pretty great. Right, to give everyone, like, some, um... Oh, yeah, to give everyone at home some background information, when we were um, playing this out, and I was like, hey, I want to DM something, and then, like, yo, it's going to be a one-shot, it's going to be simple. And I gave the basic premise to Jordan without giving him too much, and I was like, well, there's, like, you know, there's uh, talk of, like, a skeleton war breaking out. He's like, no, you know, wars are pretty complicated. I was like, no, 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 the reason's going to be dumb as shit. Like, you'll be able to solve it in a one-shot, I promise you. And he's like, I don't know, it'd have to be a pretty dumb reason. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. It's super dumb. It's just, like, people not communicating properly about their relationship wants. That's fair. Yeah, that's what happens when you, uh, send a third party to try and communicate your love triangle. Mm, yeah. Fair enough. I am, I am super down for the whole, like, um, thruple thing that turned out happening. I'm glad it worked out that way, especially with how chill it seems like, uh, Kev was. And honestly, I was a little nervous about how this would work out for with Drac, but, I mean, they're vampires, so, like, I mean... They have to kind of have be a little bit poly, almost, depending on how the whole blood-sucking thing works, I would guess. But I mean, apparently his know. suck game was on point, so that's really all he needed. Right. <laughs> and we apparently have a vampire pining for Fryden now, so... Oh, God! <laughs> oh, yeah, Fryden now canonically has a vampire admirer that um, wasn't a named character, so... Everyone can come to this town just to get some. Yes. Literally, that guy was just there to be like, no, you can't just go into this office. <laughs> that was his whole existence, and you brought much more out of him than I had expected him to be. Yeah, welcome to You're DMing. Welcome. 
<laughs> I pretty much walked into this like, okay, I just need to intimidate, perform, persuade, or acrobat my way through everything, and maybe with the occasional perception check, I'll be set. <laughs> now, how do we feel about the um, the Moonstone like uh, archway, like entrance to Drax's uh, office? Because I will say, I planned that out ahead of time, and I was like thinking of that. I had like written down like. I had written down Moonstone as a placeholder name and then never came back to it and came up with a better name. Um, but I wrote that down. I was like, I'm pretty sure most of these guys are going to have access to some kind of invisibility and I'm going to plan around that. But I want to make sure I wasn't like, you know, kind of uh, shoestringing you guys too much or um, hamstringing you guys too much. Okay, okay. I actually <laughs> want to talk about this one because this is something I actually brought up with uh, everyone else today. Yeah, like yeah. He- he texted us today about this. And that is the Friday night special that we busted on you. <laughs> I will say that, like, I, I knew you guys would have access to, like, at least, like, one or two people doing some invisibility. I did not expect the Friday night special. Of course not. We we didn't want you to. But it, <laughs> it had always been my, like, the way it worked in my mind with these guys was they would always have access to it. But then this came up where we would be playing as, I was like, alright, let me see, like, logistically how this would work. And I was able to account for P and Frieden, because they both had access to invisibility. But Rangers don't get access to invisibility, so Nyphen was just kind of left out. So I was having to try and figure out, alright, how the fuck are we going to do this? And then Christina mentioned the fadeaway feat, something that gnomes get access to, where when they take damage they turn invisible. It's like, wait, then I can just do that and double down, cast invisibility on Nyphen, and all of a sudden, all three of them are now invisible, which is something I'd always imagined them being able to do, which is like that group huddle of just chanting Friday over and over and over again until they headbutt into invisibility. I love it. Something that canonically the agents have not seen, but that they might. (laughs) Yeah, normally I would have been like, alright, if you're doing, like, damage, like, roll some damage. But I was like, this entire adventure is just, like, for fucking around. I designed everything around just fucking around with it. Speaking of fucking around with it, um, Biker Bar, like, um, you guys super, like, I had a whole thing planned where it was, like, essentially, like, a mini-game mosh pit where you had to roll. Oh, yeah, what was that mosh pit thing? You guys were gonna have to roll like athletic checks to like get through the mosh pit, and when you fail them, you like could have taken damage. And I was like, or they could like you know maybe like uh, charisma the whip. Like I, I was gonna like leave it like a little bit open to interpretation. I had completely forgotten about the merits of the spell catapult because like in most situations it doesn't come in that handy. But I was like, and, like as soon as you mentioned catapult, I was like they could just jump over it. They could just jump over this whole thing. I was like, I, I think I spent like an hour working out, like, a balanced way for that to work without, like, killing you guys, but also, like, being kind of fun and challenging, and I was like, oh, no. That that mosh pit it was your now. equivalent to my void ball. Yep. <laughs> the thing you thought was well-balanced and fully accounted for, but one factor threw the whole thing out of whack, and all of a sudden it meant nothing. Sounds about right. Gosh, I'm just imagining the report from Ryan after all of this, like her reading the report and just giving them looks like, I'm sorry, you did what? Why did you feel the need to make out with Nyphen? I feel like at this point, like, Ryan is desensitized to their antics. Oh, fully. And she's just like, oh, f- fucking fine. <laughs> she speaks with them with the same amount of positivity in her voice that she does the Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is to say, none at all. Jordan, how did you describe it exactly when we were trying to plan out like a little bit more about who they were as people? Um, you said they, she probably hired them on based off of their track record <gasps> oh, from knowing each other right, before. Oh, right, right. Yeah, no, sh- and then afterwards, only then did she realize the mistake she had made. <laughs> Which I think we lived up to beautifully. I love it, Yes. I was so pumped to be able to play a bard. I love playing bards because apparently, as you guys have pointed out, I have some kind of hidden, like, persuasion flirt ability that I'm not good at in real life and not good at actually taking advantage of, except for in my characters I roleplay. To be fair, I think that's something you and Andrew both have because his flirt game was unintentionally spot on. (laughs) I think that's just a thing you two happen to hold is just... Roleplay flirting is on point. Yes. That's what, with Christina, it's like a little bit like more jarring to see her like roleplay flirting on point because Christina, like, I know we've told this story before, but like when I first asked Christina out years ago, it took her until she was like on the bus on the way home until she realized that I had asked her out. And someone had told her it was going to happen earlier that day. And I was like, oh... Oh, 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 sweetie. I'm just, I'm just an oblivious, oblivious person. I do my best. That's all I, I make an ask. attempt. She try. She try real hard. Yep. Gold star. But anyway, I was super pumped for this. Also, but I really hope when we do have to deal with the, with the Friday Night Fun Pals that we never have to fight them, because good lord, <laughs> we are in trouble if we ever do. Oh god, they're redonkulous. We made Can we talk about it? how... How similar Kev and, um, um, Thorn... Thorngull? Thorngull is, thank you. Oh. Yeah, so Um. that was literally an on-the-fly thing because I started fucking up the voice that I had thought of for him. And that I wanted him to be, like, super tough, like, I'm the biker, I'm gonna fuck tough as hell. But he started sound like he kept sounding more surfery. Named Kevin. Yeah, that, that was supposed to be the joke that he's supposed to be really fucking tough, but his name is Kevin. Oh, God. And he just started sounding more surfery and more chill. And I was like, "Fuck, I'm doing foreign goal. I I have to commit. I've already done it too much." I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I honestly had to like, I kept it as far away from my mic as I could so it wouldn't pick it up. But I tossed a coin to decide whether or not the second P was able to talk. Again, whether or not he would just shout out, NERD! Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I landed on a head so I didn't, because I would have if I landed on tails. I just imagine when you said that, like, P is only kept in check by his his teammates, that, like, most of that keeping in check is, like, Fryden, like, staring daggers at him. Like, Like, I will stab you with this dagger... And you will regret it kind of deal. There is a time and place for the party. This is not it. Yes. Oh my god. Sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, I would planned on P being a lot, like, very chaotic as far as a character. Not, like, to the point of him prevent, like, not to the point where he does what, like, a lot of quote-unquote chaotic characters do. Where they're like, oh, I just stabbed the guy. Like, no, I didn't want to be, like, that disruptive. But, like unexpected, I think, is maybe the best way I can describe how I tried to roleplay P out. That makes sense. Yeah, you you yeah. did, like, almost drag the party into, like, some crazy shit a couple times. Like, the 
the very first possible combat encounter that I will now reveal now that like you're fully done was the ogres. And that, like, if you guys, like, didn't manage to, like, convince them and, like, the, it was very clear that you weren't going to get back in line, they were just going to try to whomp you. Sounds about right. Um, and you almost brought it back into fighting the ogres. I mean, I've had no intention on trying to fight those guys just because, if need be, I could just back off, cast invisibility, and then just sneak on in. That's true. So they were not, very like, true. a super, like, even if we weren't able to convince them, I wasn't super concerned about that. Uh, but no, I did kind of realize, like, oh, I No, they weren't meant to be concerning. They were meant to be like, no, you might have to fight these guys. You might be able to diplomacy your way in. You might be able to sneak past them. Like, let, let, let's see how it goes. Mm, gotcha. I just like playing up the thing of where the performance, because like Fryden just comes from that place of being like, ah, yes, this is what I do. I'm just dragging these guys along for the ride because that's pretty much how our whole operation works. Oh, speaking of performance, that like... Busting out on the stage with uh, Six-Fingered Meg was, like, very much unplanned and very bonus. Like, I had planned the whole, like, the the first encounter of, like, well, you guys have to party hard enough to earn the right to meet Drac. Like, around the whole party boy aesthetic of fucking um, the Friday Night Fun Pals. Um, I had not planned for you to, like, catapult yourself onto the stage and just jam out with Meg. I also hadn't expected for, like, one of you to try to fuck Meg. I expected <laughs> you to talk with her and her to be, like, very off-putting and rude. And, like, w before she had said anything, you're like, I'm gonna try to bang her. Nah, man, all I said was, hey, baby, what can those fingers do? That's, that is very that's much trying like, to get some. Said, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. That's a come on. Like, if that's not asking for a <laughs> handy, I don't know what is. <laughs> And I had already decided, I was like, Meg is going to be very, like, direct and, like, to the point and very blunt. And so when you, like, made a pass there, I was going to be like, all right, roll that uh, charisma. If you win, she's going to be like, all right, you'll do. And that was, like, what, one of her five nat 20s of the night? Yeah, what the fuck, Katie? I don't, I have no idea, man. Okay, hold on, I'll defend her in this case. She was not the only one. Christina and I also rolled an absurd number of nat 20s. Like mine right out the gate. Scorpion people in your natural 20s <laughs> blitzing through my shit. It's like the fucking universe was like, you know what? We're gonna fuck this up tonight. <laughs> All the way. Like, God forbid this happened like, during geez. the main campaign when there were like actual stakes. No, it's our Halloween one shot where the three of us just like, not 20, not 20, not 20. But I guarantee you, the next time we do, like, an actual session, you guys are going to barely roll above, like, 15 and shit. Yes. And you know what's funny about this, though? I actually yeah. picked dice I don't normally use, because I, like, I'm one of those people that likes to assign dice to certain characters based off of, like, personality traits and stuff like that. So these are actually two sets of dice that I don't usually use. One of them is one of the dice sets I used to use for when I did mining. It's that orange glow-in-the-dark set that's kind of fiery. Um, and then the other one is a set of dice I got when I first got a set of dice. It's this, like, blue and black mixed set, and it usually rolls like shit. So I was like, okay, I know my orange ones are pretty average, and my blue and black ones are pretty average. So it could get us some interesting rolls or some bad rolls. And so, like, the fact that the black and blue one rolled a nat 20 right out the gate on that first roll was absolutely astounding for me. Yeah, that's how you, that's how you know that's that the you. campaign's going to be fucked is when you roll a nat 20 on your first roll of the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I was like, there's so many challenges that I put in your way that, like, could have made for some roadblocks, so you have to figure out an interesting way around them. Nope, we're gonna nat 20 our way through everything. 
Yeah. That 20 to victory. Uh, speaking of victory and such, uh, how'd you guys feel about, uh, you know, fi- going up against Lord Bonington, a.k.a. Chauncey? <laughs> so good. It definitely had a bit of an Undertale vibe to it with, uh, what's his name from Undertale, the the little skeleton boy that you have to make friends with. Um, oh gosh, why can't I remember his name? The He's the, the guard, Sans? the skeleton guard. Yes, yes. Oh, which one, Sans or Papyrus? Oh, uh, Papyrus. Oh, Papyrus. Yeah, no, I think it is Papyrus, yeah. I mean, fair, but also that's just, like, skeleton voice. Yeah. It's, like, generic skeleton voice that I gave him. Well, it's not really the voice. It was more about, like, the personality just reminded me. I, I just appreciated the fact that it was like, oh, you think you cornered me? Smoke bomb! And then we all immediately see him and realize he sucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he. it was kind of, kind of funny, although it would have been funny if you could have catapulted him out the window, too, because just like, no, we're not doing this. I just remembered something really funny that um, uh, Chelsea pointed out to me, which is, so when we saw the um, uh, fan art that, which one of y'all did it? The, what was it of? Uh, the, the, the Fun Pals. Me. Okay, yeah. When I showed her that. Um, so the two of us have been watching a lot of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine lately. And nice. we realized that P was basically wearing a boil uniform where it was just like oh god gross beige oh. <laughs> which i think may oh have inspired like some of his upsetting levels of horniness <laughs> which by the way can we just talk about how like uncomfortably horny this episode was <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, it was great I was like, I, I put that bait out there, and you guys leaned hard into it, and I was like, good, we're going to, like, this shit's gonna get depraved. That was awful. If ever and we deserve just perfect. <laughs> I don't think that could have gone any better. No, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Did, did we enjoy the twist of, like, alright, final boss fight. No, wait, never mind. He, he real bad at this. No, it was so, I, I was... I was also kind of low on spells, and most of my stuff was kind of, like, utility-based, so I was pretty happy to not have to worry about that. I was sitting here trying to figure out if, like, um, I could use any of my things for, um, like, intimidating him and, like, psychic stuff, but I didn't know if that would work on a skeleton. Yeah, because I don't really have brains. Yeah, I don't know if that would work on a skeleton either. I didn't really, like, pull up skeleton stats. I was like... I'm going to give him very weak stats because I want him to be an absolute joke. What was his health, want, by the I way? I want him to... Yeah. What was that? Oh, let me um, let me pull up the sheet I wrote out for him. Because you said uh, the 11 I, in <laughs> theory, would have gotten, would have done a lot. So I'm very curious how close I was to killing him. Yeah, I gave him... I, I just gave him 25 health. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. you took him down like yeah, half. Yeah, he's Jesus. like very killable. Yeah, Jesus. Like I wanted it to either be like he gets immediately fucked up and gives up, like right away, or you like hit him and like he 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 he's talking all that good shit and then you hit him once and he turns to fucking dust. And Medusa's wow. just like, oh, wow, that was easy. <laughs> 
See, I was going to be like pulling out the whole gentleman thing and being like, how dare you start a fight inside of this lady's office and then like cast fear or something on him and just try to like intimidate him into doing what we wanted. Like, how dare you not do what she asked you to, even though I wouldn't want to be in the middle of this either, because that's why we're not going physically with you to go do this. But we'll be there for moral support. Fear? Yeah, I have a <laughs> fear, fear and a shatter, I think. I can tell you, you did not need to cast fear on Lord Bonington, the bony boy. I mean, it ended up not not needing to, but yeah, I had them in my pocket if I needed it. Cause like you had a uh, you you hardcore fucked that boy up. I mean, considering I was the only one who did anything during that entire combat encounter, yeah, I'd say it was unnecessary to cast any spells. Oh, uh, let me see. So we kind of went through uh, everything here. Um, oh, one last uh, question for Jordan, since like you know you've been DMing. And this time you've been a, a player, so it's kind of like a role reversal for you. Um, so kind of going from DMing to like you know being a player for the first time in a while, um, it does. You know, I think it would be interesting for you to tell the viewers, or I guess the listeners at home, what that mouth. God damn it! I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who's DMing. You'll never escape it. The second you singled me out, I knew it. You bitch. <laughs> Those of you who are listening um, to our after show for the first time, we have a running joke of sneaking in, asking Jordan what that mouth whoa, is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a fucking second. What do you mean we, you do that? It's me too. You've done it like once. I was going to say, I think I've done one. And to be fair, I did it earlier in the episode, but instead of mouth, it was fingers. Wait, did you? <laughs> True. What those yeah, fingers that's what she asked do? Meg what them fingers do? Oh, I didn't even catch that. Can we end Get this? Fucked. Also, Nefin found out very intimately what those fingers did. Can we end this? And that mouth. Can Bye! we end this? <laughs> Thanks Ayo. for listening. Happy Halloween. Bye, guys. All right, now I can declare it over in three, two, one. Now it's done. Bye.